0: Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field.
1: And I'm Greg Smith.
0: You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today our episode is The Pause. So let's set this up. Greg and I have been friends for a long time and we just finished a kind of pre-production meeting. And I think it's Monday. Well, it isn't even in the morning anymore, but I think we're having one of those days where it's definitely a Monday
1: it definitely feels like it i don't know it was interesting to hear that we both uh woke up this morning a little sluggish uh it's coming uh coming a little bit better now the sun is out uh it's beautiful temperature in uh, toronto canada today it's uh, like 22 degrees celsius which is like 70s fahrenheit so uh it's it's actually beautiful
0: this morning was really it's kind of raining and stuff like that it uh really turning around out there. Although I think it might be a little bit humid. It probably needs to rain some more, but it's all good. But I definitely feel like it's a Monday and we've started to record a little bit more on Mondays and it's not what we used to do. Used to, you guys used to catch us a little later in the week when we're probably a little bit more lively, but we are going to try to do the best job we can for you today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just to continue on, uh, Greg and I have been managers for a long, long time. We both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark as managers. We're always going to start at the perspective of the employee and then move on. And uh, we're going to discuss how we have observed others, how we've learned from others to successfully manage these types of situations, the people that we've uh, either have mentored us or we've used as an example. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good conversation. And I think we're going to have a really good conversation today.
1: Oh yeah. Good conversation. You know, every time we come up with one of these, uh, episodes that are a word, I say, Oh, this is my favorite word. Uh, so I think that this is my favorite
0: word. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, this last part of, uh, this podcast, probably the last five or six weeks, we've been discussing words. We call it our Sesame street, uh, session, but, uh, today's word is pause. And this word really uh, kind of came to the forefront last week in our Regounder uh, episode, our 50th uh, edition. And, but it has come up in other podcasts as well. And you've brought it up, Greg. And uh, so I guess it's official. This is your most favorite word, is it?
1: I think it is. I would say it is a word that has been most transformational for me as an individual And it's also a word actually that, um, or an ability that I'm continually trying to develop because I see the power in it. I've discovered the power of pause, but uh, it's a a tough one, uh, especially in this world of go, go, go. And with personalities such as myself that are always doing a thousand things at once, the ability to learn to pause is, is a journey for sure.
0: I'm expecting a lot from you today then, my friend. <laughs> so let's get going with this. Let's set it up. In your interaction with your boss, you experience some or all of the following. Your boss lays out a situation or problem that goes right into how it's going to be solved or dealt with. Your boss makes a snap decision without taking advantage of the people and the experience in the room. Your boss has a major emotional response to something, then speaks out without thinking, and we all know where that leads. You're having a very serious or perhaps confidential talk with your boss, and after perhaps a very vulnerable disclosure by yourself, the boss immediately heads off into a speech of some sort. There is a healthy discourse and perhaps differences of opinion during a meeting, and the boss jumps right in while the group is working out the problem effectively, and you're halting the natural course of events. So Greg, how do you think this affects our relationships and the work environment?
1: Well, uh, you know, like everything, and actually Alistair, before we, I'd like to pause here Alistair and say that I think we should do another episode of the importance of energy. I don't know if we've done that one yet, but let's talk a little bit about it because pausing is really about understanding your own energy. Of all the descriptions you just shared there, it is often caused by energy bubbling up in the boss. and it might be excitement energy that I've got a really big idea that I want to share or it might be I'm I like we started this podcast that I I woke up and it's it's Monday morning and I'm just grumpy. Uh, all of these um, create the situations that you just talked about. And what happens is you're in your own head often and you create disconnects. And most of these are a result of not being present in the moment and uh, um, not pausing enough to see what's happening around you. And that creates these disconnects, these messages that I don't really care. It's all about me. I'm not listening to you, uh, which de- you know just destroys trust, destroys confidence. Um, and and really can send things a-spinning, and I'll tell you, um, this is something that I've had to learn over time, and often not because I'm grumpy, as I'm usually a pretty happy, positive guy, but on the other hand, sometimes I have so much energy that um, it can be overwhelming on that, that side, so uh, uh, definitely this can... Like everything else, when you're not present, when you're not connected with your people, when you're not creating these spaces to pause, uh, you destroy trust, energy, and effectiveness.
0: The first time I had anybody ever talk to me about pause was actually back in my policing career. And it was an interview course. So you're interviewing either a victim, a witness, or perhaps the suspect. And the instructors were all over us about pause and how important it is, especially if you're in a high stakes situation and the person, especially if it's a bad guy, they're wondering what, you know, uh, and the the effective use of pause was just so important in getting a really good interview out, out of somebody and not filling in the silence Because when you fill in the silence in that situation, chances are you're giving away information. Mm. So that's the first time I really, um, uh, somebody explained why it was so important operationally to use pause. But I I can go back to my social work days in university and working in a group home. And then, you know, working with victims of crime and, and, and things like that. How important it was to create uh, an environment where people are going to want to tell you what's going on or, or share an idea or whatever and if you're talking they're not talking and the idea especially if you have a good working relationship with somebody just to sit there and you know let the pause happen and especially if you have a good relationship with somebody the pause isn't awkward they're thinking and then you're creating a, kind of a table for them to pull up and say hey listen this is what I think about that so I, I really like this discussion, and uh, you have brought it up a number of times. I went, yeah, yeah, I kind of like that. And then I, now, you know, that we've developed the episode, I go back and went, you know what? I had some really specific training on this that I forgot about, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's really, really important. And I've been now I'm thinking about a whole bunch of situations where we use pause strategically, tactically in a situation, and it worked out really, really well because people would you know, whether they're a suspect or they're a victim, or I'm just sitting there with a bunch of colleagues talking, it created the environment where people were willing to say something.
1: I, I agree a hundred percent. It's like holding space for, uh, for things to bubble up and things will bubble up. And sometimes it, uh, it just takes a while to distill it's almost like the uh, you know when you go into a, a a lake and you can't see if it's been a little bit windy or if someone's been playing in the water and then if you if you leave it a bit what happens is things clear up the sand settles and i think the pause is is a little bit about allowing the sand to settle so you can see more clearly through uh, either either as the leader or even the person themselves see more clearly. Because boy, oh boy, I don't know about you, but my head gets awfully foggy sometimes with everything that's going on and a well-placed pause will help me see more clearly.
0: I really like that. I like that a lot. What are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? And the first one kind of rides on what you were talking about in, uh, in kind of the preamble there. Make sure you're clear about your feelings or emotions in this situation that when you jump in and don't allow a space for other people, it's because of, of how you're feeling inside.
1: Oh, this is such an important one, Alistair. I think, you know, we, we've talked about this in a couple of our other podcasts is uh, mindset. You know, the idea of how you're entering into the space or how you're entering into the conversation. You know, even like we talked about as we started today, we both woke up a little grumpy, You carry that into everything that you go into during the day, unless you choose to approach it in a different way. So the the idea of really being crisp and understanding how you're feeling and what your emotions are, even before you enter, and then um, you usually know the topic. If you do know the topic, then be really thoughtful uh, uh, and be prepared and create yourself some space yourself to settle those waters before you go in. Uh, but if you're in the middle of it, um, you can take a pause to yourself and allow you to clear up to say, hmm, why, what am I feeling in this situation? You know, uh, what, what's going on um, in uh, in re- before you respond? Because we don't push the pause button enough and we often jump into the response.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And know what your triggers are. We've talked about this in a number of different podcasts, but... Uh, And sometimes that trigger is just a person. It isn't anything specific. It's just one person. And as I look back over my experience, both as a manager and as a supervisor and as a a frontline person, um, I have some triggers. And now that I'm a little older and wiser, I know what some of them are, but I think it's really important to know what your triggers are so that when it happens, you don't jump in that you, if a pause is needed, you take that pause and let other people participate.
1: Yeah, and you know what, in in my book and also in a number of, of coaching sessions that I've done before, this is a key piece of work that I always recommend, and it's been helpful for myself, and that is to actually do a little bit of journaling. And I know sometimes when people mention journaling, they go, yikes, I hate journaling, give me a break. But by journaling, it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be on your phone. It could be if you do carry some of the piece of paper around. But it is just being more conscious of when am, when do I get overexcited about something? When do I get really grumpy about something? And just simply, just simply capture on a piece of paper or on your phone uh, where you, when you're feeling that, who you're with, what's the situation, and how do you feel like responding? And if you do that for a little bit of time, what you can then do is look at your patterns and you can, to your point, discover what your triggers are. And more importantly, how they show up. And I'm a big believer in as we said, we're going to do another episode on energy, but understanding your personal energy and how does it show up in your body? Boy, those are great triggers. I'm learning more and more to get a sense of before I react. You know, I I know, oh my goodness, here it comes. So just you know, be quiet, just sit and listen and take it in and reflect. Before you uh, respond, because, you know, when those triggers kick out, it's usually not good.
0: Yeah, and listen to the little comments other people might say after a meeting if they go, wow, Greg got you going on that one, eh? And listen Mm -hmm. to those things, because it's interesting, because people sometimes, they do it in jest, but they also do it to be helpful. Uh, Somebody might make an observation and share it with you, and you should definitely listen to what people are saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes a good healthy discord or difference of opinion is part of a healthy group dynamic. And I know this is something as a leader, I have to be very cognizant of that when the team's discussing something, even if they disagree and they're working it through, I always want to jump in and fix the conversation. But sometimes I just need to pause and just let them work it out because the group isn't about me, the group's about the group. And sometimes we have to sit in an uncomfortable situation and just pause and let things play out. Well, you know, it's really
1: interesting. I just saw an article from one of my partners, and I think it was entitled something that the, um, the problem with efficiency. And, uh, and, I, and I think that it's exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes uh, the richness comes in the healthy discord or difference of opinion. So sometimes as managers, we just want to dive in and solve it. Sometimes it's because, you know, it's not efficient. Yeah, we can't spend 15 minutes talking about something. We just got to get her done because, you know, we're on a deadline and all those kinds of things, but often not allowing uh, the space, two things happen. Either you won't get all the ideas out on the table, the different ideas out of the table that might come with a better solution, or you push everything down. And it all seeps up in all kinds of other areas. So I love that is really just that awareness of that. Sometimes the healthy discord, discord discord and and difference of opinion, you need to hold that space versus diving into be efficient or to save the day.
0: And jumping quickly into a discussion or situation without knowing the people and the room can lead to an unsatisfactory conclusion. I think this is just adding on to that conversation especially if you don't know all the players at the table and there's a discussion going on, pause. You're going to learn a lot really, really quickly if you're listening to what's going on and you're reading the room. Yeah. And you know what, we've, we've
1: had this in our other, uh, at least one other podcast where we talked about that acronym CPR, uh, context, purpose, results. So really thinking about uh, before you're going in, what's the context, who are the people, How are they feeling? What do I know about the situation up to this point? How am I feeling about this situation up to this point? Sometimes you think, oh my goodness, I don't have time, Greg, to take that amount of time before every meeting. But realistically, you can do that in five minutes, at least to ground yourself in awareness of what you think and what you're heading into and what you want. Boy, that could solve so many problems. And you think five minutes, I can't afford five minutes. I can't afford 10 minutes. But can you afford a much more effective, productive dialogue? Yeah, it's way worth the payoff. Way worth the payoff.
0: I agree. And when you are speaking one-on-one with an employee and the situation is clearly emotional or important somehow, don't rush it along. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Quite often people know the solution. They just need to talk. So take your time and pause and let them talk.
1: Ooh, I love that statement. Quite often, you don't need to say anything. How often, and I think as leaders and managers, up to this point in in most business books and careers, it's been about solving issues. It's about bringing information in. And there is still some of that, but more and more uh, leadership thinkers these days uh, are that managers are, it's more about creating the space. Uh, for people to actually work through it themselves or to to uh, bubble up ideas um, from others. And, and uh, when you add on emotions, um, that's really, really, really important. Now, sometimes it's important to, I think, also declare that, hey, Alistair, boy, I, I see that this is really upsetting for you. That's all you have to say. Uh, because it, what it does is it acknowledges a little bit of the emotion or, or Alistair, I, I sense you're really passionate and excited about this. Just declare your observation. Um, and that reinforces it and allows the space to open up. But don't go any further than that. To your point, just hold the space.
0: I find uh, quite often as a manager, people come up to me, they know what the solution is. They're just looking for affirmation, or they just need to hear themselves saying it. And maybe I might say one or two words, like they go, well, I I think I have a solution. Okay. They say it. Well, tell me more. Mm. And then why? And then at the end, they kind of nod at me, I nod at them and it's over. So I I really like that idea. You hold the space. I really, really like that because quite often if you're working, especially with a high performance team or just really good people that are really good at what they do, chances are they already know what the answer is. And if they're in the muck all the time, they know more than you know about the muck. So this conversation isn't about you, you know, giving them any pearls of wisdom. It's about affirmation and just encouraging them.
1: Yeah, I'm with you hundred percent. And hey, I'm going to, this is a crossover to our other podcast that you're helping produce, uh, Safe Brave Stories. But we just interviewed uh, Paul Burns, head of Twitter Canada, and he had a beautiful analogy in his descriptor of safe, brave spaces around gardening and, and growing environments to grow a talent. And one of the things I loved about the description was, he said, you know, often he says, he's love to garden. I tend the garden, but I don't see anything popping up. And, and I get impatient and I dig up because I don't see anything going up. And then I realize that I've killed or destroyed or damaged some of the roots that are really taking hold. It just hasn't popped up. And I think this pause thing as we're talking about here, it's sometimes you gotta wait to see uh, that that shoot pop up. And uh, that really resonated with me. And I love the gardening analogy anyways, I've used it for a number of years, but not in that context. And I just thought that's really important. So how do you just continue to work the soil, create the space, but even if it hasn't popped up yet, doesn't mean there's not anything great happening below the surface. And uh, I just think that's a, a cool addition to this idea of just nudging a bit, asking questions like you said, why those simple dig a little bit deeper, fertilizing the ideas, the thinking, it's a, it's a beautiful analogy, I think.
0: Yeah, that was a really good interview you did with Paul. And uh, I was doing a post-production on it. And uh, there's another gardening um, description he gave about working the soil versus working the plant. And uh, I don't think you have that coming out for a couple of weeks yet. But I'll, I'll put a, a link in the show notes to that other, web, uh, that other um, podcast for people to watch out for it. It's one of the best interviews I, I've, I've heard in a long time. And I just thought you and Ola uh, had just such a great conversation with him. It was a really, really good one. So I'll put a link to the podcast and people should look out for that. Well, they should listen to all that, those episodes of, of that podcast. But I'll, I'll put a link in there and they should look out for it because I think it's probably two or three away from being published, something like that, Greg. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I think it's ready to go um i think i finished it up the other day but uh that's something definitely people should look out for it's one of the best uh like i was editing it and i'm texting greg as i'm doing it i'm saying oh my goodness this guy's voice and oh my goodness the things that he says and and i think greg was wondering whether I was actually doing what i was supposed to be doing or whether i was just texting him but it was a really 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 good interview so i'll provide the link to that one and i think you had two others that are going out before that greg one or two anyway so it might be a few weeks but certainly look out for that and what's his name again it's uh Paul Burns, burns and
1: I I would say there have been so
0: many good interviews. We're interviewing some great leaders
1: who really are are the best practices, but also authentic learners, Uh, similar to as we go through on our podcast here. Part of it is, you know, talking about where we kind of messed up and also talking about where we actually hit the mark, and and these are just some rich dialogue around almost applications of much of what we talk about in Talking Not Ranting.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'll put that in this uh, show notes for sure. Um, Next one. Often people can say stunning or surprising things to you in a meeting, especially one-on-one make space by using phrases like tell me more, or I don't get the whole picture or I need background or context. Uh, You know, Greg, sometimes people come in and uh, what they want to talk about is emotional. It's dynamic. And sometimes you just come in and it's, it's like a lot all at once. And not all of us are, are, are geared to have these types of conversations. This is one of these situations where you have to use pause and maybe a strategic word here or there just to get the volume of stuff coming in and get down to what really is going on. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I, I, uh, I
1: believe in the power of three, especially if you're a manager. And, and that is asking at least three times. So tell me more. And the questions you've you've just said in here are great. You know, like uh, help me understand it a little bit further. uh, um, Expand upon that a little bit. But if you if you dig at least three times in a different way, you're going to get down to the root of things, and you'll allow somebody the space to explore even in themselves. Because sometimes we just can't get it out, and and it takes a couple of those simple questions, those simple phrases to allow me to more clearly articulate what I'm thinking.
0: And as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist in these situations. And the first one isn't new to this podcast, but I think is really important in this episode, especially is you need to know your boss. You know, if your boss is in a bad mood or they're in a great mood, or they have a lot of energy that day, and you're going to go, Oh my goodness, it's going to be loud and a lot. Just know your boss.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the same that
1: CPR works both ways.
0: If you can build your case for whatever your position is over time, socialize the idea or the approach. Um, So often all of a sudden you're in a meeting, somebody just drops the bomb on you. Like, yeah, you know, major course correction. This is what we have to do. There's bosses, this major problem and you (laughs) it's not helpful. It's going to cause a lot of anxiety and messiness So as you're going along, if you wanna do something a little different, you wanna change course a little bit or add away or take away from something, socialize that. As you develop the idea and you build uh, the need and the case for it, it's important to socialize things and drop hints every once in a while or drop some information that, you know what, we're coming up to a a decision-making position and just let you know, boss, we're thinking maybe we need to lighten the load on this. We're gonna get more information to you as we go along, but we think we need to do a slight course correction and, uh, uh, I'll continue to supply you with information so that you're up to date.
1: Yeah. It's so important to just do those little upfront check-ins early on buy-ins because then when you do get to the really, um, uh, tense or intense times, you can use those, uh, previous connections as touchstones to just slow things down a little bit so as an employee you can help the boss slow down if you reconnect them to an
0: earlier discussion or earlier commitment that you've already made because if you do drop this bomb there's going to be no pausing there's going to be a reaction there's going to be all sorts of stuff so it's really really important to do that and if things go wrong given an appropriate amount of time pause And then have the talk again. Change your approach or language if you need to. Sometimes things just happen. People are heated or they're entrenched in their positions. There's no pausing. It's just done. I don't like to say this, but sometimes no doesn't mean no in these situations. Sometimes you just haven't given the boss enough information. You haven't socialized them. Uh, You need to win them over to your side. and That might make another approach necessary.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's simple ways, right? It could be, uh, you know, I've really appreciated this feedback. I, I'm going to recommend that I take this back and think through it again with your insights and your ideas. And then it, can I bring it back uh, with, with uh, a more fuller approach with regards to it? Sometimes call it and uh, call it, acknowledge the input, and then, uh, then request a follow-up to keep it moving forward. Because you're right, sometimes it's just not the right time. And other things are hitting uh, from the outside that are have nothing to do with what you're trying to create, but sometimes it just gets in the way. So just being aware and being present about that, you too can create your own pause
0: and to redirect your energy to doing something else. So, yeah, I, I found uh, as as a manager, I had to do this a lot uh, dealing with my bosses. That uh, how important it was. Okay, that did not go well. So I need to regroup come back, use different language, maybe bring some other people with me, remind them of things that we've spoken about in the past and situations in the past, and just frame it uh, a different way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes you don't know some of the things that are going on in the background. Your, ma- your boss might just have been told off by their boss. Be understanding and empathetic. This is a relationship. It isn't defined by one moment in time, hopefully. That this is an ongoing relationship. And as you become closer and understand each other better, uh, pause will be a bigger part of your relationship. People will listen to other people, but remember, sometimes people just have a really bad day.
1: Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. And that's again, just being present, being present to, and being aware
1: of what's going on around you, including, how your boss is seeming, you know, what, what are you sensing about what's going on there? Um, uh, you can be, you can really control those things, be aware of them and then adjust as necessary.
0: And if things are going badly, uh, suggest that the meeting be put over for more work, as you call it, or, and just then sit down and strategize. And how do I need to approach this again? What using better words, uh, maybe other people get other people speaking on my behalf for this idea and build kind of a team thing into it. Yeah. And again,
1: simple things like, I really appreciate your input. Clearly, I've got some more work to do. I'd like to go back and reflect, incorporate some of this thinking and then come back.
0: Yeah, and during the meeting, um, if your boss jumps in too soon, they'd acknowledge their point, as you said, and then ask if you could continue and provide uh, more points. Uh, hopefully, you've done your homework and you know what you want at the end of the day. And we, we've got an episode on the meeting. Um, I think it was one of the earlier ones. Um, and it had a lot of really good points about when you're you know, specifically getting ready for a meeting with your boss, but know what you want at the end of the day, like what you know a good meeting looks like this. And, and just um, give them a more fuller picture of the situation. But, you know, acknowledge the point and say, listen, I just I just need to, you know, give you a little bit more information on this uh, so that we can all have a better understanding of it and just push your point.
1: Yeah. And, you know, again, you call it out, say, you know, Alistair, uh, that's an excellent point. And I'm wondering if you can just hold on to that just for a second. We're going to continue on here. And as you listen to the full proposal, I'd love you to come back and help us help hold me accountable to making sure that somehow that point is incorporated into my proposal where I'm suggesting. So engage them in the conversation, acknowledge them and engage them in the conversation. That's powerful. No matter where they are, whether they're the president of an organization or or whatever their role is, people want to be engaged and part of something.
0: Exactly. And I kind of touched on this already, but uh, I think it's one of these points that uh, I find very helpful that I wanted to emphasize in this episode. Work with other members of the team to move forward with new ideas and approaches. A well thought out and proper approach by a group has a lot better chances of success and less chance of a quick and not well thought out objection. A united front can cause a pause of thought. I love going into a meeting with like, say there's four of us meeting with you, Greg, and we are in sync. We all know what we want. We have all the answers. Maybe each one of us has a piece of the pie, but there's nothing better than being a gang going in there to talk about something.
1: Mm-hmm. And you feel the energy, you feel it when as the leader, when someone's coming in you, and, you, and you, you see it really well thought out. You see that folks have complementary uh, complimentary uh, input that brings it forward. I mean, you you just sense that energy and the likelihood of something being um, accepted or, or heard is a lot more clear when you come in aligned for sure.
0: Cause I don't know about you, Greg, but, I have often been the once, you know, worker come in meeting three bosses. Well, I much prefer it when there's three of us and one of them. It's just Mm -hmm. a different dynamic in the room. So if you know you're going to go in and talk to two or three people and, you know, you're part of a team that's dealing with this, we'll bring two or three of your people with you. It is just a different dynamic and just the numbers alone uh, help create a, a, a much better possibility of a useful pause and people are listening to you. You know, it does. There's, you know, we always call, you know, you go in and you're meeting the other side, and there's a, uh, we always call it a wall of suits, right? Well, you know, that's that's true. So let's let's bring some people with us, bring our backup with us, bring some of the brains, bring some of the ideas with us, so that we can have a really good talk. Because there's nothing worse than sitting there and you're you're you've got kind of like the star chamber looking at you and you're all alone. And things aren't going well.
1: Well, you know, the other thing thats uh, I know that we haven't talked about in the employees, but we talk about it in all of our episodes is whatever we said in the managers also applies in the team member. So part of that is, you know, being prepared, going in with the right mindset into the meeting is, is, is an, an important aspect of it also understanding your own energy you know if your boss says something and you just think oh my goodness here goes Alistair again you can spin out of control and not be present than what you're trying to uh to get there the other thing is sometimes just like you've said here I love the idea of sometimes it's good just to walk away uh in the sense of saying you know what I appreciate the feedback um I think I got what I needed and uh I'd like to go away and um and capture some of these things and rework this thing that I wanna bring forward. That's okay uh, because more mistakes are made when you stay in the room and you keep getting caught up in the situation. I I highly recommend when it's really getting crunchy is to uh, find a soft way to uh, take a break, create your own pause. There isn't anything that you um, in most circumstances can't control, create a pause. So whether you're the manager, definitely create a pause because it's about creating the right environment but if you're an employee sometimes it's really just creating a pause for you to think deeper or to uh, come back when the environment is more conducive to listening to the idea
0: i call it a go around Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right um final thoughts greg
1: yeah you know what um this is probably one of the most important gifts, strengths, attributes that we can all build in this time. You know, it's interesting because I think globally we've been forced to pause. And my hope is that we've actually learned a little bit from this global pause. Uh, But some folks have had zero time to pause. So depending on what role you have, if you're a frontline worker, boy, um, I don't even know what pause is. Pause are the the things that hit me when my dog jumps at me when I get home. The P-A-U-S-E doesn't exist in my vocabulary or my life. Um, But those of us that have have been forced to pause versus a shifting of your role or your life, This is a gift Um, and uh, the more we can learn to be present in situation and just create enough space for folks to either um, contribute more fully or for you to understand more fully. um, Boy, it's such such a great opportunity and it's totally opposite of what our world Uh, expects of us and the behaviors that are created in us. So um, this is, I think it is my favorite word Um, uh, and my favorite and most focused work that I'm involved in myself and with others is to create more and more opportunities to pause, reflect, and actually understand and contribute more fully in the moment. Um, So uh, um, that's a little bit of what I'm thinking of this topic.
0: I like this topic as well. There is nothing better as a manager that when three people come in the room and they're talking about something and they're just on their marks, they're just, they've done all the work and, you know, there, there's unity in front of you because there's nothing worse than three people coming in and, and two people agree on what to do. And the third person doesn't, that doesn't help me as a manager, right? It really doesn't. It means I have to pick sides. I just love it when people come in and I can sit there and I don't have to ask a bunch of drawn out questions. People thought about what they want to do, how they want to present it. Who's going to say what to me, it's like being a proud parent you go, and maybe you have to ask one of those words, timeline, why, who else, you know, those types of words, but that, you know, you're, you're getting all this information and there's not, it just gives you confidence. You go, okay, uh, I'm in. Okay, let's do it. Or flip. You know, I'm walking into a meeting and maybe I'm talking to you, Greg, I'm I'm pitching you something and you're sitting there and you're nodding and you're listening to what I have to say. And even if at the end of the day you go, Alistair, I really like that. We're doing something else on Thursday, but I want to do this the following week. So let's get together on Friday, um, update the dates and all that stuff. And I I think this is something we can do just going in there and, oh, Greg, listen to exactly what I was saying, understands it. There's this other thing going on in the background that I wasn't aware of, but we're going to go the following week, you know, as as a employee. That's awesome too, because you go, Oh, wow. The boss listened to me. He likes this idea. It's not going to go this week, but it's certainly something they want to do next week. And I'm going to get an opportunity to do this thing. So I, I just, it's one of these situations that when pause is used effectively it just, it's, it gives you a kind of, I don't like to say this, but it gives you this warm feeling, it gives you the confidence. You go, okay, this is good. And the, the relationship's good. And even when you say no, in those situations as a boss, you're saying no in a very deliberate manner. You've given it a lot of thought. The person has had their opportunity to say things you've asked a couple of really good questions, maybe probing questions, but you're not going all emotional on them. You're, you're not yelling at them. You're not, you know, uh, vilifying what they wanna talk about. I just think this is a really good skill to do. And I think it's hard, especially if we just wanna solve problems and get things off our table. But this is part of that relationship thing, giving people the space to do what they need to do and to be able to talk to you about it.
1: Yeah, and I think there's something you just said, which is interesting that we didn't cover, but I think it's equally important is that sometimes as a manager, you need to um, call a pause. And, and you know, so your your description of having three people come in to think one thing and the other thing something, you know, as a manager, sometimes you need to say, "Hey, folks, I'm sensing a lot of energy with this project, and I'm also sensing that you, the three of you, really haven't got a great, a great alignment yet on it. So here's what I'm going to suggest: I'm going to suggest that we stop the conversation, and you, unless you want, unless you think there's value in us working through it collectively which I'm totally there for. The other opportunity is for the three of you to go back and figure out what are the things that you wanna move forward with? How do you collectively, and then come back and talk to me? Which would you prefer? But that's almost forcing a pause in the moment that's allowing them to go back and think through things and align to what they want and bring their best solution forward. So that's something that we didn't talk about, but I think equally creating a pause in myself so that I don't react um, so that I hold on to my listening in the space creating a pause in the moment for allowing the other person to bubble up their thoughts be more articulate but sometimes it is pausing the actual activity and saying I'm sensing a disconnect and uh, go back and rework it and come back and see me uh, is the third one that we did talk about but you just kind of bubbled it up in your uh, summary
0: but even the way that you say that though right I mean you you know you're not angry at people for not coming in on alignment you're saying listen this is obviously something that you all you know have a lot of feelings about and I think you know obviously we need some more conversation about this so I need you guys to you know I'll be part of that conversation but if you guys need to go away and talk about it some more then by all means take that and, and that's just so healthy right it's so because we're not always going to be in alignment about everything like a lot of times choices are, you know, we're all making uh, compromises, right? That's just the way that it, it happens. So I, I really like that. There, there's a lot to this. And I, I think the best managers that I've worked for, um, they didn't always say a lot, especially when you're we talking about some pretty serious stuff. They were very measured in are And you can see them nodding. I mean, you guys can't see us because we don't do video. But, you know, the, the nodding thing, uh, it's important. It shows that you're paying attention and that you appreciate what they've done. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: So listen, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope that we didn't offend anybody or make you really, really angry. But Greg, I think your philosophy uh, is really important on this episode as well.
1: I agree. And and honestly, I don't know if we've ever made anybody really, really angry. Uh, Although you never know. You never know. Those guys don't know what they're talking about. I'm so frustrated. But our, uh, uh, we always end every, every one of our episodes with uh, a beautiful insight that I, I was lucky enough to get early on in my career from my first coach. And I try to provide that in the coaching sessions that I do now. And that is to create the space where folks uh, who are in it and hopefully our listeners will experience a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn, a little bit of peeve. So joy is I boy, that is something that I've done. I am making great traction. I'm feeling good about my approach in creating this pause space for others. And the churn or the peeve might be when something hit a little hard that you maybe still have opportunities to grow and learn um, and and or shift. And, And both are fantastic opportunities, both the joy and the churn. It's just what you do with it. Um, and, uh, we hope that you got a little bit of both today and that you will take some learnings out of this and, uh, apply them in your life and in your workplace.
0: That's awesome, Greg. Okay. We're going to do a call out and I totally forgotten, but I had my phone open to our app and I went, okay, I, I can still do this. I can still do this. And I have no idea where this place is, but I am going to call out, uh, where did it go again? Delray Beach. I think it's in Florida. Pretty steady group of people listening to us down there. So Delray Beach, welcome aboard. Delray Beach. Hey, that, that, uh, oh, close my eyes. I'm, I'm
1: liking the sound of that place.
0: (laughs) and you know uh i was scrolling through the the cities that um show up here and uh there's a bunch of places in canada that i've never heard of but i'm gonna pick one of them out just because uh i have i'm gonna have to look it up afterwards i don't even know what province and or territory it may be a territory thing but we also have uh we have a bunch of downloads from a place in canada called Balena Fad. So I don't know where that is in Canada. I've never heard it before, Greg, but I'm gonna give them a call out today. Welcome aboard.
1: I think Balana Fad is is actually just north of Toronto. No way, really. I think I've driven through there. Um, yeah, maybe up just Georgetown kind of area, I think, but maybe not. listen, I'm still on the beach, so I'm gonna have to uh get there with regards to it. And hey. For for all our listeners, you know, maybe maybe post COVID, one of these way, one of these times we will uh, we should go on a tour, uh, you know, a podcast tour where we visit some organizations to uh, share and facilitate great dialogues around, you know, uh, create, create spaces for uh, talking not ranting in your organization. And uh, hey, if we have to go to the beach or Singapore. Or uh, um, Frankfurt, Germany, or uh, or uh, um, Brussels, you know, uh, or or in the South America, we've had some folks in Colombia. We could go down to Colombia. All of those work for us. Um, talking, not ranting. The tour,
0: or we could just do a webinar now.
1: Yeah, oh, I don't know. The talking, not ranting. The tour sounds pretty good to me.
0: Well, I can't wait till when we can as individuals uh, travel again and do some stuff because, uh, you know, I know around in our kind of, in our peer group and in the area where we live in Canada, people are starting to get their second dosages now. And uh, it's it's a really good feeling. And uh, there's just a sense in the air that we're approaching whatever the new normal is. And uh, I don't know about you, Greg, but I can't wait. I am just dying to go to a movie. I don't know why, but. To me, that's that's the that's the standard. I want to go to a movie. No, it's a little things,
1: right? That we're missing. Uh, I was in a pre in a pre uh, planning for this session. I had said that uh, my wife and I were celebrating our anniversary, and we went to a patio, and it was amazing to experience other voices still socially distance eating uh but uh outside on a patio it was just like oh my goodness this is so joyful so beautiful and you know something that two years ago would be yeah yeah okay let's go to the patio uh is now uh, a joyous moment
0: a rite of passage uh-huh. all right folks um we gotta get going here um Remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.